Welcome back to Alex Geography Corner. Today, we'll be taking a look at Bhutan, officially the Kingdom of Bhutan, an incredibly mountainous Himalayan country often overshadowed by its western pseudo-sister nation, Nepal. But make no mistake, Bhutan is a country in and of itself, and there's a reason it was never successfully colonized by any external power. But without further ado, let's get right into it with the etymology of Bhutan. Bhutan's etymology isn't exactly clear, but it's thought that likely derives from the Tibetan word bod, which means Tibet in Tibetan. In particular, the Sanskrit term bota anta, or end of Tibet, is often thought of as the origin for the country's current name, given its geographical position on the fringes of the Tibetan plateau. However, when this name first made its way overseas, it was used for the Kingdom of Tibet rather than the Druk Desi Kingdom, the precursor of modern-day Bhutan. George Bogle, a Scottish explorer who visited the region in 1774, was the first person to distinguish the two, giving Bhutan and Tibet the names that we know them by today. However, Bhutan is actually an exonym, or a name used primarily by those beyond the nation's borders. A good example of this is the nation known to its citizens as Deutschland, which, depending on where you live, may also be called Germany, Alman, Niemcy, Tiskland, or something entirely different from all of these, like the Finnish Saksa, or Baltic Vasija and Saksama. But we aren't here to talk about Germany, so let's get back to Bhutan, whose population uses the term Druk Yul to name their nation. This translates to either the land of the Drukpa lineage or the land of the Thunder Dragon. And, speaking of dragons, let's now take a look at the flag of Bhutan. Yes, that's right, the Bhutanese flag has a dragon on it. In fact, it's one of only two current national flags to have a dragon featured, the other being the more western-style dragon found on the Welsh flag. The Bhutanese flag, however, features a more eastern-style dragon, more akin to the flag of the Imperial Qing Dynasty. The Bhutanese flag is actually divided along its diagonal axis, cutting it into yellow on the top left and orange on the bottom right, with the white dragon riding the line between the two, facing away from the hoist side of the flag. In each of the dragon's four claws, it holds a round jewel, and every single scale on the dragon's back is accentuated with dark black lining. The flag itself also has a 2 to 3 width to length ratio. Now, as for the national emblem, well, it's pretty complicated at a glance. Looking at it, your eyes will probably get overwhelmed almost immediately, but I'll do my best to describe it for you. I do highly recommend searching up an image if possible, though. The national emblem of Bhutan is circular in shape with a red background and a set of small gray petal-shaped protrusions lining the outside of the circle. In the center is an object known as a double dorje, also known as a vajra, and is a four-ended variation of a small, two-sided club with ribbed, spherical ends. This object is meant to symbolize the balance between religious and secular power in the country. On either side of the double dorje stands a dragon, one male and one female, which together don't actually symbolize anything, but rather physically represent the country's name. At the bottom of the emblem lies a lotus flower, representing purity, and at the very top is a red jewel symbolizing sovereign power. And now that we've got that covered, let's dive into the national history of Bhutan. The origins of Bhutanese history are extremely foggy, so we only really know for certain what happened from around five centuries ago. This is when Sheptun Lafa, whose name I probably just butchered, a Tibetan ruler, came to take the reins of the Bhutan region, and help bring it into its own as a distinct political entity. His position as ruler, known as the Dhamma Raja, would then be passed down to Dupgain Sheptun, who gained power by setting rulers of territories and forts in the Bhutan region. 
Now, Duke Gain's successor would decide to drop the temporal authority from his role as Dharma Raja, and instead shift focus to all matters spiritual. And instead, he appointed a minister, known as the Dev Raja, to take over the non-spiritual duties of ruling. While the Dev Raja was an appointed position, the Dharma Raja was based on reincarnation, as the person who could be verifiably proven as the reincarnation of the last Dharma Raja would acquire this position. However, when the last Dharma Raja passed away in the 1930s, no successor apparent was ever found, and as such, the position of Dharma Raja slowly faded into obscurity. Now, while Bhutan may never have been colonized, it was ruled, specifically by China in 1720, when the Chinese invaded the area along with Tibet. The British also invaded the nation twice for vital mountain pass control, which the Bhutanese were forced to comply with. In 1910, the British formally signed an agreement to become something of a caretaker for Bhutan, and when India achieved independence from the British Empire, they took over this role for themselves. After China took over Tibet in the 1950s, Bhutanese and Indian connections strengthened immensely, as the Bhutanese government feared a similar fate befalling them. As a part of new defensive measures, Bhutan plowed its first automobile roads in the 1950s. Only in the 1960s was real social reform to take place, with the abolishment of slavery more than 125 years after the British did. In 1971, Bhutan formally joined the United Nations, and this is, for the most part, where the country stands today. Well, that was shorter than usual, so let's move right along to the demographics of Bhutan. Bhutan has a population of around 770,000 people, making it just barely more populous than the U.S. state of North Dakota. Of these, an estimated 50% are ethnically Busha, also known as Nagalops, 35% are Nepalese, also called Gurung, and the remaining 15% are almost entirely Sharchops. Dzongkha is the most widely spoken language amongst all three groups, and is also the national language. And interestingly enough, Dzongkha uses Tibetan as its written alphabet. And if you know anything about Tibetan, well, there's a reason it's called the world's hardest language. Religiously, Bhutan is also very tripartite. An estimated 74% of the country is Buddhist, 25% is Hindu, and the remaining 1% is almost entirely made up of members of one of the many Christian faiths. The population is around 38% urbanized, a surprisingly high number given the nation's relatively recent development. Bhutanese culture is very unique on an international standpoint, as the mountainous terrain kept these people isolated to develop their own identity and culture over centuries of time. The country uses the .bt top-level domain, its currency is the Engoltrum, whose value is tied with the Indian rupee. The country uses the type D, F, and G outlets, all of which are incompatible with one another, interestingly. And the national anthem is Druk Tsenten, or the Thunder Dragon Kingdom. And with that done, let's take a look at what political boundaries look like up at 8,000 feet. Or, if you're a metric user, around 2,500 meters above sea level. That's the average elevation in Bhutan, by the way, not even the maximum, but I digress. Bhutan is bordered by only two countries, India to the south, China to the west and north, and depending on your stance on the ongoing border disputes, either China or India in the east. The country is divvied up into 20 different Zongkag, or districts. The nation's capital and largest city is Timpu, located in the country's western reaches, and with no ocean borders and only two neighbors, that's about it for political geography. So now, on to physical geography. If there's one thing you need to understand about Bhutanese geography, it's that it isn't just mountainous, 
it is mountain. The nation's lowest point is around 660 feet or 200 meters above sea level, while the mountains in the north cap off usually at around 23,000 feet or 7,000 meters above sea level. But that isn't even the end of it. Bhutan is also home to the world's tallest unclimbed mountain, Gangkar Puensum, clocking in at a staggering 24,840 feet or 7,570 meters above sea level making it less than 4,200 feet or 1,300 meters shorter than even the mighty Mount Everest. The reasons for this are both spiritual and legal in nature, as any form of mountaineering in Bhutan is strictly prohibited. Bhutan is also rather webbed with glacial river systems, and the region is home to many Himalayan-exclusive animals, though not many, such as the esteemed Himalayan black bear. And now, let's finish things off with a look at Bhutanese foreign relations. Bhutan isn't too prominent on the world stage, but its position between the titans of India and China makes it extremely valuable real estate. This has actually led to China claiming and taking control of some of the northern and western parts of the country, leaving the two with high tensions. However, Bhutan is also being protected by India, which has helped form a strong bond between the two nations, partially spurred on by the Bhutanese power industry. On the whole, Bhutan is a beautiful mountain nation, with incredibly unique culture and language that you won't find anywhere else in the world. Thank you for tuning into AI's Geography Corner, and be sure to come back next week where we'll be traveling to South America to take a look at Bolivia.